Welcome to the Weekly Walk Podcast, where we bring you impactful sermons from our vibrant Seventh-day Adventist community in Onalaska, Washington. Join us as we explore faith, hope, and love through engaging sermons and inspiring stories. Whether you're a longtime member or just curious about our beliefs, tune in to find spiritual nourishment and a sense of community in our shared journey of faith. Okay, okay. Well, once again, brothers and sisters, happy Sabbath. Sabbath. Is it a happy Sabbath for you? It certainly is a blessing and an honor to be able to worship the Lord together with each and every one of you on this beautiful day. Thank you. The sun has arisen upon the the land, and uh, it's just a joy any time that the sun is out. So we're praising God and thanking him that we are able to be here today uh, in, in his sanctuary uh, to be able to come as family, uh, not only worship, but also fellowship one with another. I pray that you may receive the full Sabbath blessings that God has designed that the Sabbath day should offer each child of his. So I want to welcome everyone here today. And we've already eaten so much spiritually uh, and uh, I will certainly let you know from the beginning that the message this afternoon is going to be more of a, 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 a teaching, not so much a preaching, but it's going to be a teaching. And why do I say that? Now, here is where it's so interesting to see how the Lord sets everything in preparation because the Lord is always in control of his message and of his delivery he understands what what each child or what each individual needs to hear uh you know as as i've shared with you in the past i have come to a place spiritually where i want not just the head knowledge of information i need a heart connection with Jesus. And I know, brothers and sisters, that that is what is going to carry us through. Now, Brother Mark shared not only a video presentation, but also an appeal of the great work that still is needed in our world today. The work of revealing the gospel. What is this gospel? Whatever it is, there is a need to reveal the gospel. And the question I've asked myself oftentimes is, how is the gospel going to be most effectively delivered? Is it going to be based on somebody, uh, as it were, getting on the rooftops in their community and getting on a bullhorn and just shouting out the gospel? Is it going to be uh, mailing out mass media, mass leaflets? What exactly is the way to most effectively share the glad tidings going to be. And that's what has led me to the study this afternoon, which coincidentally seeks to answer the question that was posed to us today. Uh, the question being, how are we going to do such a great work, such a privileged work? And so our study this afternoon uh, is entitled, Out for Delivery. Out for Delivery. And before we get into that study, as is our custom, we're going to have an extra prayer to ask for blessings. 
ask that the Lord may prepare our hearts, that the Lord may also guide my thinking, that the things that I share with you be those that will minister grace unto the hearers. As many then as are able to bow your heads with me, I will kneel here before the Lord as you prepare to enter into his word. Let us pray. Our gracious Father who art in heaven, I want to thank you so much for the privilege and for the blessing that you have bestowed upon us this afternoon, this blessed Sabbath here in the valley. We want to thank you for the blessings of inviting us to come to a place where you can educate us as it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of the Lord. But one of the ways that you do that is through the teachers, and through the evangelists, and through the pastors, through the parents, and essentially from one human to another is the way that you have indicated. And so as I stand before my brothers and sisters, Father, I plead with you for strength, I plead with you for enlightenment, and that your spirit will be the one to guide my, my, my words and my thoughts, that I will not speak more than I should, and that I will not speak faster or slower than I ought, but that you will be the one to drive home the message that it might bring the needful uh, guidance for where we may need it on an individual basis. We thank you and we praise and bless you, Father, for we ask in the powerful, in the precious, and in the effectual name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Now, as I mentioned, our study this afternoon is going to be very practical, I pray, very encouraging, uh, very simple, and also I hope it will be straight to the point and not belaboring of a message. So with that being said, I'm going to have some illustrations that I pray will make the message clearer for us. As we get into the study out for delivery, we want to look a little deeper at what it means for the Lord to use you and I in the most important, in the most effectual task, and that is of giving the word to our fellow man. And so our study this afternoon is going to take us through a very practical, a very simple and hopefully a very easy to grasp concept that I pray once we leave this place, we will be able to have had a clearer and a better understanding of what our role is as individuals. Did you know that each and every one of you has a special place in the great work of the Most High? Did you know that? And did you know that no one can take your place? No one can actually fill your position. What I mean by that is every individual, if you have been called into existence, it's because God realizes and God has a plan to use everybody to be a part of a greater purpose. We call this the body of Christ. And so I want us to leave this place 
with us having a clearer understanding of Lord, how can you more effectively, more effectually use me? Now here on the screen, I'm going to uh, just show a small graphic on life. If we, can, if we can illustrate life in a graphic, and what do we see here? We see a young man with a backpack staring down a maze. And at the very far top, uh, on the top of the maze right there, appears the way out or the light. But in his mind, the thought is that it is completely unreachable. How can I get from here to here? It is just too difficult. And so I want you all in your imagination to imagine that you are this individual and you're facing life. And if you could sum up life in two words, most of us would say life is hard and life is what? Confusing. Is that an accurate summary of life sometimes? It is hard and it is confusing. In other words, life is unreachable. But imagine that you begin to hear voices saying, I know how you can be able to make it to that unreachable part. What you need to make it in this life is more influence. And then you hear the voice saying, well, no, what you need to make it in this life is more education. Well, no, no, what you need in this world is more wealth, more money, more things. And you're hearing all these voices over and over, and it's just getting confusing, more confusing. What is it that I need? And brothers and sisters, what I'm seeking for us to grasp as we look into it is this is life as we know it on the planet today. Hard, confusing, and not a clear way forward. And so we ask ourselves the question, what hope is there for this man, this woman, to actually successfully navigate through this labyrinth, through this maze called life? Sometimes, have any of you felt that way? How do I make it through life? The choices. The choices. Well, we, we, we're beginning, obviously, in our education to have answers, how we navigate, and I hear prayer, amen. And sometimes, even with that prayer, we don't necessarily hear clearly the voice, the clear voice from God saying, this is the way, do this. Well, brothers and sisters, we're going to, we're going to make this as simple as possible. What do we have here in front of us or in our screens? Yeah, 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 young people, let me ask you. Has anyone seen this thing before? Young people, what do you call this? Uh, Kitten, have you seen this thing before? This whole white thing before, have you seen it? Young people? James, Seth, what is this? What do you call this? A letter, a card, okay. This is, this is a letter, all right? I'm making this very simple, but I want even our little children here to be able to have a clearer understanding of how God can use us to enable us to not only be like the little boy who has to go through the maze, 
but to also help people whose life is hard, whose life is confusing. You know, it's very interesting because in the prayer request this morning, listen, in the prayer request this morning, we heard of a 14-year-old boy. Does anybody remember his name? Zero. And Zero, at 14 years old, is already struggling with his reason for being alive. Why am I even here? He's already come to the place where it seems there is no way out and probably the best thing I need to do is to just check out. And I want to say that Zero is not alone. Zero can be you and I without the hope that comes from above. And this, again, brothers and sisters, is the reality in which we live. And this is why God has called us. And we do not know, Christopher, if God has called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. If you can be the hope of zero, or if you will be Satan's agent, not, not realizing that, but essentially not being the link of life. You understand what I'm saying? So brothers and sisters, this is why it behooves us, even as young children, and I pray that I can make this simple enough for all of us, young and old, to understand how we can help one another in a hard and in a confusing life. So in a letter, very simply, there are three essential elements to the letter to ensure that it gets from the sender to the receiver. Are you, are you, are you listening, young people? How many essential elements are there in a letter? Three. three. Amen. There are three essential elements. Now, Gianna, what does this say over here? Return address. How, how important is a return address? By the way, you know, we, li we live in a very interesting time. I just want to ask ourselves, uh, oh, for, context, for context, I want to ask this question. Has anyone under, has anyone here under 18 years old? All right, <laughs> that's all our youth. Has anyone here under 18 years old actually written and sent a letter? Can you raise your hand? Kitten, you've, you've written and sent a letter? Okay, okay. All right. So if you've actually written and sent a letter, and I'm not talking about a letter which you can walk to the person, but an actual letter that you can take to the post office, all right? How many things did you have to have for sure? How many things do you have to have for sure? Out of these three things, out of these three things, one, two, three, um, out of three things, listen to the question, out of one, two, three, how many do you have to have to successfully send a letter? Let's keep it simple. Okay. Friends. Let's keep it simple. I, I, I am trying to make a point. Notice, notice, notice. You have a return address. You have a stamp. You have an address right here. So I, I, I realize there's more to it. But out of these three things, right? Out of those three things, how many of those do you absolutely need to successfully send a letter? Okay. 
You need two. And what are the two things that are absolutely needed? Okay, I, I can hear. Go ahead. Okay, which, which, which two do you need? Any, any other young person? All right, Seth. What's that? Okay, so do you need the return address, the address, and the stamp? Which one do you need? Okay, I hear it. Very good. You need a stamp and you need an address. Those are the absolute necessities to actually send a letter. Is that correct? Now, is it good to have a return address? It's a good idea. You don't necessarily need it, but it's a good idea to have it, right? Sure. It is a good idea to have a return address, but you don't necessarily need it. Now, again, I'm trying to keep this simple, so just bear with me. So we're going to be looking at what the Bible has to say to each and every one of us here. Let us go to the reading that was read for us by our sister Eliana. Turn with me to the book of Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 3. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 3. All right, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 3, and I'm going to go there, uh, beginning with verse 1, and we'll ease our way into verse 3. All right? 2 Corinthians 3, verse 1, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles, or that's letters of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? Now, notice in verse number 2 what it says. Ye are our what? Epistle, that is Old English, for you are our what? Our letter, all right? The Bible says, brothers and sisters, if you're listening, the Bible tells us that ye as believers are what? Letters. It says, known, or written in our hearts, known and read of all. I don't want us to forget what scripture is saying, all right? So, Brother Christopher, if you were reading this and receiving it into your soul, I'm going to put your friend who you graciously shared with us what he's going through. And this is God's message to zero, but putting you in it. This is what it says. You, Christopher, are the epistle or letter written in the heart, known and read of zero. Is that accurate? Is it an accurate reading what I've just read? Okay. Now notice in verse number three, the Bible says, For as much then as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, the letter of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Now the Bible tells us that it uses spiritual language to describe spiritual realities, right? We have heard in God's word how it talks about spiritual things are what? Spiritually discerned. So we're speaking about a spiritual reality here. But God is using, if you will, literal physical things to try to communicate something to us and the bible uses this idea of a letter and it calls the believer as a letter and the letter is read by who amen amen and that's why here today 
it is such a blessing to know that amongst us, God is seeking to write a message so that Brother Zero could be able to read something. God is seeking to write a message so that any other one of you who has been appointed to be here this afternoon can help another person who's going through a hard, confusing, difficult time read a message that would give them hope that you can make it safely through the maze. Does that make sense? So there are five individuals who have been picked out today who have some uh, 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 sheets with numbers on them. Can you all raise your hand and, and come up to the front real quickly? I'm going to use an illustration. So if you can come here quickly, uh, don't take time. Please, if you can move quickly just for the sake of time, hold on to that one. Hold on to that and to that and to that. So we have one, two, three, four, and to that. Fine. All right. Now, now, what I want you to do is to first put that around your neck so we can know what number you are. All right. And I want you all to stand just right here for everybody to see. Don't don't, don't show what that is. They don't. They're not gonna read it anyway. I want them to see your number. If you could just stand in a line, so everyone can see your numbers. All right, kitten. If you can stand and face the family, that'd be good. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, do you all see their numbers there? Make sure everyone is seeing your number. It, it doesn't have to be chronological. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, everyone here, everyone here has been given a letter. And I want you to imagine that these are going to be representing to us a truth that is found in the book of Isaiah. So let's go quickly to Isaiah chapter 52, Isaiah 52 and verse 7. And these are our representatives of that truth. Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 7. All right. And while we're reading that, I'm asking you to understand that these also represent you and me because the Bible the Bible says that we are a what? No, no, not a peculiar. We are a peculiar people, but in context of what we're reading today, we are an epistle. We are a letter. So these five represent us. All right. Are we there in Isaiah 52 verse 7? Very good. What does the Bible say there, brothers and sisters? Can somebody read that for us? Hold on. Go ahead and read it for us, nice and loud. Thank you. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publishes tidings, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that stands up to God, that God reigneth. Okay. So the Bible tells us, as has been read, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings. So these five messengers here are symbols of carriers and in their hands they're carrying a letter all right and we're gonna we're gonna look at this a little carefully and i pray brothers and sisters that now we're gonna bring this as tight and quickly to its main point today all right so number one who's number one you are okay number one this is what number one's letter is going to say and remember, how many, how many parts of a letter are there? Three. Okay. 
So number one's letter at the top says Jehovah. It also says Kingdom of Light. It says New Jerusalem, Heaven, 12124. That's what, what is that number there? What do we call that? <laughs> we call it the zip code. Why is it 1224? We're going to look into that. Good. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad somebody asked. It's not December. That's the zip code. Don't worry why I wrote it weird. Just, just, just keep it simple thinking, right? Uh, who is, who is the, the destined individual? Who is the destined individual? Whosoever. All right. Whosoever, A&M, Dark Alley, Babylon, World, 16660. And then you have a what? Stamp, S-O-F. Uh, and then there's something interesting up over there. All right. That's what number one is. Not quite, but almost. All right, we're gonna we're gonna come into that. You just you just face the family. All right, and you're number two, right? All right. So notice we're gonna come back to this. Just just brothers and sisters, I have to you know I have to illustrate this. You know I, I think of uh, how sometimes Jesus had to illustrate truths with parables or with stories. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. So we're trying to make uh, a very hopefully um, abstract thought into something that all of us including especially the children can be able to get away from here yes sister we'll get to that for sure for sure yes thank you and we'll get to the 12 12 4 2 and all these other things just notice that this is a letter right and we have the three parts to the letter all right and it's whosoever all right let us go to the next letter what's number two and notice what number two's letter says if this will operate, maybe. All right. What is, what is, who's the sender for letter number two? The son of man. Where is he coming from? Kingdom of light. What is his city? New Jerusalem and his country or state is heaven. Uh, same zip code. And who's it addressed to? The sick and the lost. And the sick and lost, their, their street address is A&M, Dark Alley. It's the same place, but uh, different, different, different. It's a neighborhood, right? Uh, same stamp, okay? Let's keep going. Who's number three? Number three is uh, James. All right. Let's see number three's letter. All right. Morning Star. Kingdom of Light, New Jerusalem. Same zip code. And who's it addressed to? The Thirsty. Okay. Pretty much in the same neighborhood, same city, same country. All right. Are we seeing, are we seeing similar so far ideas? But different individuals, right? Who was the first individual addressed to? Whosoever. Whosoever. Yeah. Who was the second one uh, addressed to? 
the second and last, and now we have one to the thirsty. Okay, okay. Here's another one. Son of the morning. Okay. Kingdom of light, New Jerusalem, worshiper, uh, same place, and the stamp. And we have number five, the last one, angel of light, kingdom of light, New Jerusalem, heaven, addressed to who? Church goer, same neighborhood, same city, same country or state, and the stamp. Now, how many of you... Just, just we're almost done. How many of you were very observant with what we were looking at? How many of you noticed any changes, any differences? Apart from, apart from the name of the receiver. I'm not talking about the receivers because let's just go. Who are the receivers again? Who is the first person? Whosoever. Who was the second person? The second, the last. Who was the next person? The thirsty, and who is the next one? No, that's the fifth one. Worshipper. Worshipper. And the last one is? Churchgoer. Okay, so apart from that, those are, the, those are the people who were being ministered to or who the letters, the, 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 uh, the recipients of the letter. Any other difference? Did anyone notice any other difference? Okay. Well, apart from the fact that I had some dashes in some, okay, good, but but really it was the same zip code. I did just put different, okay. Uh, okay, okay. So I don't know if everybody heard what Sister Mary said. Did everybody see any other differences? Okay, so the sender has different names or different, there's, okay, there's a slight change. But then also, did you notice a difference with the stamps? Yes. What difference was noted? Okay, by design, I just wanted to illustrate a point. So now we're going to just take a little bit of time and look at a few verses, and then I want to make a point here that I hope can give us a practical lesson for today, okay? So first of all, uh, faithful uh, letter bearers, you can go back to your seat. I actually, um, you could have a seat. I actually, um, we're now gonna, we're gonna take some time to break this down, okay? I want us to share, I want us to look at this in a very practical way as you see some illustrations. First point, imagine with me that you were the one who received this letter. I'm just actually curious how many of you would be suspicious once you read the, 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 the sender, all right? The sender. Did anyone have any concerns about the sender? Let's go to the very first one. The very first one had this name for sender, all right? Jehovah. Is that, is that a clear name of who the sender is? Yes, okay. 
okay so if you are to receive a letter from our father in heaven all right jehovah is his name would this message bring comfort to us yes okay now what's interesting about the next one is it's just a title son of man correct who is the son of man how do we know that the bible tells us so correct so once we know that jesus is the son of man would we receive comfort knowing we can receive the contents of this letter amen okay next one is entitled morning star that's another title it's not necessarily a name notice with me it's just the first one that had a name the next ones we don't really know it's just a title it's almost like receiving a letter and, and it just says doctor or missus just titles okay morning star so you receive a letter or somebody receives a letter and it's 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 it's, it's coming from the, the the sender known as morning star who is the morning star do you have a verse for that notice with me that we're gonna see some very interesting nuances because the bible calls christ as the morning star all right in the book of revelation if you can just turn there briefly with us revelation chapter 22 Come with me to verse number 16, Revelation 22 and verse 16. The Bible says, I, who's the I there? Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the what? The bright and morning star. Now, how did we know that the morning star was Jesus? It's through the Bible that we were able to decipher that. Correct? Okay. The next letter we had comes from the son of the morning. Now, who is the son of the morning? Is that right? Who's the son of the morning? God. So now I'm hearing different answers or different thoughts. Uh... But I'm not hearing enough. Do you all know or you do not know? Does anyone know who the son of the morning is? Let us go to the book of Isaiah. Imagine with me that you have received a letter from the son of the morning. We've already received a letter from the son of man. Somebody has received it on the doorstep. And they do not quite know who the son of man is. But it looks good. It says kingdom of light. Do all the letters come from the kingdom of light? Sure. Do all the letters come from the country of heaven? Sure. So then how are we to know? And the kingdom of light and the kingdom of heaven is always a, 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 a kingdom of great peace, of great joy. But how are we to know? So now I want us to just follow carefully. Let us go to the book of Isaiah. And notice with me, that's correct. Isaiah chapter 14 
And notice with me in verse number 12, what it has there to, 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 to reveal about this sender as it were. Isaiah 14 verse 12, how art thou fallen from heaven? Who, who fell from heaven? Lucifer, what next? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? So this is interesting because whereas Christ is also called the bright and morning star, but Lucifer here has a very, very close, if you will, title to Christ, which unless we were in close connection, we would maybe not quite understand that that letter is coming from Lucifer. Are you following? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you all to use your imagination here. I realize that obviously we have to stretch it a little bit, but just imagine somebody has given you a letter and it's titled Son of the Morning, Kingdom of Light, New Jerusalem, and all these other ones have been coming from the same place. How would we be able to tell the son of the morning? Somebody also noted that there is a difference when it comes to the stamp. And what is the difference when it comes to the stamps? Notice with me, uh, this is just me using hopefully the illustration to make this a little bit, hopefully take an abstract thought and make it practical. Do you notice that this stamp over here says S-O-F and then it says S-L, that's actually supposed to be a J. So my, my, my bad as far as my writing, S-L-J-P, okay? S-L-J-P. And now when you come to this one, it says S-L-M-P. So, so <laughs> I love how we're all trying to figure this, this, this uh, riddle, what exactly does this mean? But just follow what I'm saying. We're trying to decipher. Brothers and sisters, here's what I'm trying to do. We live in a world that's hard and that's confusing. And Jesus said, many people will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And what will they do? They will deceive many. You remember that? We live in a world where simply calling yourself Christian does not mean that you represent Christ to the world. We're coming, let's just do this last point one. This one is entitled, or not entitled, but the sender is Angel of Light. Now Jesus, is an angel to a degree, is he not? He's a messenger, right? Is Jesus a messenger? Yes. Bible students, is Jesus a messenger? Yes. yes. Is Jesus the archangel, the one above angels? Yes. yes. Does Jesus say, I am the light of the world? Yes. yes. So, I have a question for you. If you have a, a letter entitled Angel of Light, who's that coming from? Oh, look at the stamp. <laughs> okay. Bible students, 
I don't know if you're following me, but there is a point here and I'm glad that it's kind of confusing. And I'm glad that some of you are like, I don't know where he's going with this. Because this is what the world looks like when they see Christians coming. They don't know what's happening. When you look at the world today and you look at the so-called Christians and you look at their behavior or you look at their spirit, the world is not really sure what's happening here. Are you understanding why there's so much confusion today? So I, I ask you the question again, is Jesus an angel as it were? Yes. He's a messenger. He's a messenger. He's not created. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying as a messenger, he's an angel. The Bible also calls him the angel in the wilderness. All right. Is Jesus light? He says, I am the light of the world. So if we put it together, can we say Jesus is an angel of light? Okay. But I have a question. In the Bible, who is the angel of light? And you all are staring at me like, where is Brother Victor going with this? Let's go to scripture. Let's go to scripture, to the book 2 Corinthians, where the idea of being epistles is found. So 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we're going to go to chapter 11. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 11. All right. I want you to uh, go with me to verse number 14. Second Corinthians 11 verse 14. Do you have your Bible there, brother? It will, it will, it will, it will give you some, some, yes. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 11 and verse number 14, the Bible tells us, And no marvel, for who? Satan, Satan himself is what? Transformed into what? Okay. So if a letter is entitled, Coming from the Kingdom of Light, it comes to us straight from the Kingdom of Light, from New Jerusalem, from heaven, but it has this title, Angel of Light. Does it necessarily mean that it is Jesus. No. Now what does all this mean? You see, we noticed that there was a difference in the stamps, right? And I want just in closing to look at those stamps because what does the stamp symbolize? We've already seen that you need at least two elements to successfully send a letter, correct? So we don't necessarily need, remember the five letters? We don't necessarily need these to tell us who it's from. Because Satan could also, if he wants to, write Jehovah. If he wanted to, no. He could, he could call himself Christ. He could impersonate, or as we have seen, he could call himself or transform himself into an angel of light. So his brothers and sisters, praise God, praise God as it is in the natural, 
so it is in the spiritual, in the natural economy of writing and sending letters. You do not need this to successfully send a letter. Is that true? Spiritually, you do not need somebody blaring with bullhorns, I'm a Christian, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, I'm a Baptist, or whatever else out there. You do not need somebody with their mouth declaring necessarily because sometimes the most dangerous people out there are the ones who will boldly declare and tell all the world that I'm a good person, I'm a Christian. You know, you know what I'm talking about? So the most critical element that we need is what? To decipher, to decipher where this letter is coming from. It's going to be the stamp. It's going to be the stamp right there. And that is going to lead us to our study for next time. <laughs> it is, but it's serious. Because unless you and I are sealed with the proper stamp, Guess what? Unless we're sealed with a proper stamp, then we just might be a letter to the world, but from a wrong sender. And what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is in this world that is both hard and confusing, a world that is hurting, could it be that the reason so many are essentially putting the letter back and saying return to sender is because they are realizing, they are noticing that the wrong stamp, there is something wrong with that stamp. And this letter is not the right letter that is for me, if you will. And what I'm trying to make in an illustrative sense for us today is if you are that letter, what is the envelope in which you are enfolded and sent out to the world? What credentials does that envelope bear? And if you're not connected with Christ, the living vine, I have an appeal and a warning. First, the warning that you are, or I am, or whoever is in a very perilous position because at that point we are in violation of the commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. If we're not in living connection with Jesus, and we have seen that we are all letters, seen and read by all men. If we're not in connection with Jesus, we are in violation of the commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. My appeal is this. The Lord has called us all. The fact that we are alive here today is in and of itself 
an evidence or an evident assurance that God needs you and I in some way, in some form, in some fashion. And his work is to prepare us to be a letter that is savoring of eternal life to those who may receive it. And it is going to be by God's grace, our prayer, our hope, that we can understand, more importantly, the special seal that differentiates what kind of letter that we are. The letter that will be a blessing to those who receive it. And by God's grace, not be uh, deceptive, entrapping, or altogether unprofitable letter. I ask as we close, did the illustration make sense? I did not go over the SLM. <laughs> everything so far, as Brother Danny said, has everything so far made sense? Are there any questions? Not of what we have not gone over, but are there any questions of what we have gone over? Did it, well, again, like I said, I'm just trying to take an abstract concept. When the Bible says your letters, that's, that's an abstract thought. What does it mean that we're letters, you know, seen and read? And we're just trying to break it down to today. When we receive letters, okay, we receive a physical thing. It has the sender, it has the recipient, it has a stamp. Okay, we understand that. We know what that all means. So what do all those things mean for us in a Christian sense, right? So were there any letters? I mean, were there any questions as we close? If not, yes. Um, Gordon has set up a podcast okay. for sermons here. So not able to attend next time he speaks or the next time he speaks. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because it will, it will need for us to, to, to break it down a little more so that we can understand the importance of the post, postage stamp. If, if, if you send a most precious letter, brothers and sisters, this, this is common knowledge. But if we have a most precious letter and we do not pay the right post, postage or the right stamp, will it get to our intended location? No. So this is not difficult for us to understand. What if we say, well, I know the postmaster general. I don't have to put the right stamp. I'm just going to send it. Will it get to its location? No. So this is, this is what I'm trying to bring us to is the importance of the stamp as we're going to look into that. Well, brothers and sisters, I thank you so much. For, yes. 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 Different, different names. Yes. Okay. That's the important thing about the center. Beautiful. You know, everything is significant and maybe maybe 
if we have enough time in part two, every, every, every aspect there, even the zip codes are significant. We're going to look at it. It's, 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 it's prophetic. It's cryptic in the sense of everything from God's word trying to convey a message. So, amen. Uh, that's a very good, uh, I'm not going to call it a spoiler, but it's a good observation. Absolutely. Well, uh, with that being said, my dear ones, thank you so much for bearing with me. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are called to be letters to the world. And sometimes it's interesting that you use, you use natural things that we can relate to, to try and get us to understand more spiritual abstract thoughts. And I, I, I hope, I pray that we will be enabled to understand what it means to be a letter, seen and read. That means, Father, that we have to be in a place that we are successfully being sent and delivered to whom you are calling for us to read. I thank you so much, Father, that you have uh, uh, borne us through this time together, and I thank you for the patience of uh, the saints here, my brothers and sisters. I just ask that these will give uh, these thoughts will give them uh, some new thoughts and uh, new challenges, and that in this very hard, confusing world, we might be able to be bearers of hope, bearers of uh, your, your grace that lifts us up. Now, watch between us until the next opportunity that we are able to meet together. We pray and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this journey through faith and community. As we conclude today's episode, we encourage you to carry the spirit of fellowship and compassion into your week ahead. Remember, in Onalaska and beyond, let's continue to spread love and understanding, reflecting the teachings of Christ in all that we do. If you ever find yourself in the neighborhood, feel free to stop in and say hi. We will gladly share a meal with you. Till next week.